Welcome into another episode of the A-List Podcast. I'm Kwani Lunas, joined, as always, by my two favorites, Aishara Blakely, Gary Washburn. And we're coming to you hot because we just got some breaking news to start this episode. I will read the tweet per Woj verbatim. Restricted free agent forward Grant Williams is finalizing a four-year, $53 million sign-and-trade agreement to land with the Dallas Mavericks. Sources tell ESPN. The quote tweet is that Boston will end up landing three second round picks in that deal, including a 2024, 25, and 28 pick, sources tell the four-letter network. So let's react. How do we feel? By the time this airs, it'll probably have been officially official. So what do you think? I like it. We're not I, sure. I think I mean I, I think the money that Grant is getting is about where he should be. I, I thought that, you know. Going into the season, you thought his ceiling was $20 million. After the way he played and just some of the in and out of the line of rotation type of issues that went down this season, I thought he was looking at something in that 10 to $15 million a year range. And this is pretty much in that that ballpark. So uh, I'm happy for Grant because he's going to get an opportunity to play, I think, uh, you know, a consistent role, which I just don't think was going to happen uh, in Boston. And, you know, the Celtics, they get some more asset capital going forward. Uh, second round picks are going to have tremendous value for a team like Boston. When you think about some of the challenges that they're going to have from a roster construction standpoint, because of some of the new rules and regulations, as far as the salary cap is related. And as far as their salary uh, in terms of the players is going to fall. So this is, I think everyone gets something out of this that makes sense for them uh, going forward. Uh, Dallas, I think is a pretty good player with a very, I think player friendly contract and team friendly contract. The Celtics get some assets for a guy that they clearly were ready to move on from. Yeah, I'm not crazy about the deal for the Celtics. I mean, second round picks. What does second- Dallas have that you would want, Gary? If we keep it at 100, other than Luca, I would I would have demanded a first round pick. I mean, I didn't want Reggie Bullock. He went to San Antonio. I don't think he's a very good player in terms of really helping no. you. But to get Grant to give up Grant, who could be a pretty good player. Uh, when he's playing well, hit the three, defending for future second-round picks just doesn't do a lot for me now. Obviously, this is a salary-clearing move. Grant got about the $13 million, $13.25 million. And the Celtics get a $6.2 million trade exception. But when's the last time the Celtics have used a trade exception? Like, it's been a minute. Remember, remember that big Evan Fournier trade oh, exception yeah. or whatever that was supposed We're to be still waiting. <laughs> like, you know, like when's the last time they've used a trade exception? So I'm just not excited about this deal. Um, I thought that they could have figured out a way to bring Grant back, uh, put go all in for next year as opposed to letting him walk for nothing now. What player do you get back? You know, the player that's going to be in uniform is <laughs> 14 years old right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do I do going to the going to the tenth grade. That way, Gary. <laughs> I do, do going to the tenth grade. Uh-huh. So so you know that dude got two more years before he got little, little Jimmy. Front, so little huh? so good look forward to little Jimmy Jenkins playing in Celtic, <laughs> Celtic Green in 2028 or 2032. So I'm just not excited about the deal. I don't like it. You lose Marcus, now you lose Grant, you lose him some of your identity. Now, I don't know. Maybe Sherrod's buddy O'Shea Brissett will bring in something. I was waiting for him to bring his name up. I Delano wasn't going to Bl- do it. Delano Blanton. 
And, you know, I'm sure they're not still not fishing. I guess this probably means that Malcolm's going to stay because they don't they don't want to get rid of both. But, you know, if this is what it is and let's say they re-sign Jalen tomorrow and bring someone else in, maybe it'll be better. But I just don't like giving away quality proven talent for some dude who's in the 10th grade. I just don't. But here's my thing, Gary. I don't think you had a choice in this matter. Because yes, he was a restricted free agent, but looking when listen, when they brought when they signed O'Shea, and we'll talk a little bit more about him later, that to me was the final coffin and the grant ain't coming back to Boston tomb. It wasn't going to happen. And and let's be honest, if you're Grant, if let's say you get a pretty good offer, you're probably going to tell your agent to tell the Celtics, please don't match this offer. I don't want to come back and be in and out of line because we still don't know exactly why he was in and out the way he was. Because when he played, for the most part, he did a decent job. He had some bad games. And he, you know, people, uh, you know, they'll lock on to the two free throws he missed against Cleveland. They'll lock on to the, to the gum flapping against Jimmy Butler. But really, if you look at his entire body of work this season, he wasn't a bad player. But for whatever reason, he never gained the full and undivided trust of the head coach. And if you're a young player like Grant and you got a chance, you got a potential get out of jail card waiting for you, you are going to flex that. And to me, being a restricted free agent was exactly what he was going to do. He wasn't, he, I don't believe Grant wanted to come back if he suspected things would be similar to how they were this past season. And I can't blame him. This is a much better situation for him. And I think the Celtics made it pretty clear with some of the moves they made that he did not figure into their plans. So when you keep, when you are moving on from a player and you're able to get anything of value for him, to me, that is a win. Now, Brent, you know, Gary, I will agree with you. Does this deal make me excited and think that this is it? This is the key? Hell no. You are excited because your boy Brissett get to play now. <laughs> well, Gary, I'm trying to be an unbiased voice in this conversation. Get okay. Up. Give us the you might as well give us the 411 on O'Shea Brissett. Right, what do we need to know? Let's yeah, because in you, and Bo- you and Bobby Manny doing down. high fives and backflips. Right. They talking to Syracuse hey, guy. Go ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Have at it. I gotta say, before we move on to O'Shea, now, shout out to Grant Williams because he was also at Michael Rubin's party. That I would be remiss if I didn't mention that party on this episode. Yeah, we're, miss, we're gonna miss grant what a class guy i mean couldn't have been better with the media couldn't have, i mean i'm gonna miss grant like i really am i hope he does well in dallas is a guy you root for just a really good kid i mean just how you would want your son to be 25 just a really level-headed mature you know he talks a lot and who cares so what that's fine but just a, a really level-headed kid and i thought that I don't know what happened with him in Missoula last year and why he wasn't more in the lineup. I thought he got a really raw deal. It wasn't right what happened to him last year. Maybe he was looking to move on, but I think, I mean, he did a basketball camp on Saturday in Boston. I mean, he's not, his roots are still here. So, but I think, you know, Dallas, obviously let's see how it goes with Luca and Kyrie and what kind of role he fills. And I think Dallas looking to get a little bit tougher, but I'm going to really miss Grant Williams. I must say that. Uh, losing Grant, losing Mar- Marcus Smart in two weeks is 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 tough for us media guys because those are the b- two best guys in terms of us dealing with us on the team. Like heart and soul too. Like I know they would say Marcus Smart was 
the heart and soul of the Celtics. And I think to your point, Grant became an extension of it. Like one of my most favorite videos that I think I talked about it that I shot though on, you know, for my old role, it was Grant asking Marcus Smart for an autograph. And he's like, can you sign it um, mini me as a joke? Like, can you sign it as me being your mini me? But I do think even though they were definitely opposite in some ways, their personalities and the spirit that they brought to the team in the locker room, whether it was annoying or not, I think it made a, a big difference when you think about camaraderie. So I'm with you on that one. I think that both of those guys brought a clear, selfless mindset to the game. Um, they, I think they didn't always play selfless basketball, but more times than not, the approach to the game felt as though, let me make sure my teammates are good because that will make me good. Uh, that will help the greater good. And, and they were both really good about that. Uh, Grant, yes, he talks a lot, but that's just who he is. Uh, he's just like, he's that little brother that, I mean, damn, you get on my damn nerves, but I love you, dude. You family. I bet he, on his report cards, it said a very smart kid, but he talks too much because that's what I got on my report card. <laughs> yes, he's that kid. He was that kid. And, and like like you, I will miss him. Um, Marcus, I mean, it goes without saying, Marcus was my favorite player. Everyone who's been around me for the last four or five years knows that was my dude. Uh, so I'm, and, and we've we've communicated and it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's sad to see him go. But I, I say this with absolute, all due respect, no shade. No shade. I would have done the deal too. Yeah. I would. I would. I mean, Malcolm getting, you know, trading Malcolm would have been my first choice if I had the chance to add Porzingis and it cost me Marcus Smart. I would have done the deal too. Uh, and I said, and again, that's coming from someone who absolutely loves Marcus Smart to death. I just think that you had to do something to significantly change that dynamic that you had among your big three. And let's be honest. If you look at Porzingis as your number three, how many number threes are better than Porzingis in the NBA? The third option, the clear, undeniable number three option. There aren't that many, if any, at all. So I would have done the same deal. But as far as Grant is concerned, uh, I like him in Dallas because I think Dallas, they really needed someone who was about glue. Just someone who could just fit in and doesn't really necessarily need the spotlight to be on them and plays both ends of the floor. Uh, Christian Wood, great scorer, pretty good defender. He needs the rock to be effective, and he wants the rock, and he is not shy about letting you know that. Kyrie, we all know how Kyrie is. He's he's Kyrie. And Luka, he's going to have the ball a lot in his hands as well. So for Grant, this is a get-in-when-you-fit-in type of situation, but you know you're going to play. And I think for Grant, that's the key for him at this point, getting in a, situa in a situation where he's going to get on the floor and get steady minutes, uh, night in, night out, and he's going to get that in Dallas. Okay, I know you want to get into your O'Shea conversation, but that's Gary. Gary wasn't. No, talking you about are the boy. one that does. But before I don't know why Gary want to talk about my boy, I don't know why he want to talk about maybe because Syracuse got some cats who actually play on NBA roster. It's always about Syracuse. Nope. It wasn't even nobody even. How did we get here? Gary, you had a conversation while we wrap up the Marcus Smart, Grant Williams uh, time in Boston. You had a conversation with Marcus. Yes, I did. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was tough. I mean, talk about the conversation. Bro. He's Damn. still processing. <laughs> Damn. No, I mean, yes, I did. <laughs> it was very eye opening. You know, like he felt he told he said he was told a week before. Uh, 
he was traded, that he was good, that he was not going anywhere. Well, I'm sure he knew that the Celtics were looking to make changes. And he just, and I do, I do understand his point of if you're going to throw me into the deal, um, if Malcolm let me know that, that I could be up for, for trade. He said he found out through his agent calling his fiance and his fiance telling, waking him up and telling him about the deal. He felt like Brad or somebody could have called him and said, Hey man, we're about to deal you. And I, I, I totally agree with that. You know, um, I never know Marcus to be no liar or anything like that. So the fact that he was told a week before, I totally believe. I know people's like, Oh, that's not true. Nobody. Yeah. Like Marcus, they never been no, no, yeah. no, Marcus ain't never let lie to us in nine years. So I don't, I don't uh, understand why people would dispute that. I think it's a it's a ruthless game. It's a business. He understands that, but he was sad. I mean, people at the basketball camp at the was Dana Barrow's camp, uh, club were all giving him, you know, wearing his jersey, taking photos with him. I mean, he he's a part of the city, and so I think he was saddened by the deal. He's excited. I, I think once he gets to Memphis, once he gets his teammates and. All that he'll be fine a couple of months, but now he's still going through the den. They just fucking traded me, you know, and um, and I understand that, and you know, uh, he's still going to root for the guys, it's, you know, and he, and the one thing he did try to emphasize, he wanted to emphasize is there's no beef with him and Jalen, as we talked about last week. He said Jalen texted him and said he was just as upset as he was about the deal, so it wasn't like he ain't heard from Jalen or anything. He said Jalen. You know, and then the I, you know the point of Jalen going to his mother's funeral, being one of the first ones to go to his mom's funeral, I thought that was a pretty special story. Um, so you can dispel all the like him and Jalen had beef, and Jalen was couldn't wait for him to go. You know, just stuff that just gets made up. But you know, it's sad because you know he t- you know he didn't want to leave. You know, it's sad to see guys like over the years, like Isaiah Thomases and and guys that we've dealt with who don't want to leave here. You know, they like it. You know what I'm saying? Even like guys like Marcus Morris and guys who just Jay Crowder, guys who loved playing in Boston. And that was especially Marcus. And Marcus has been through so many eras now, was the senior member of the team. I just, I felt bad for him. And I think he'll be fine. Believe me, he'll make his money. He'll play for a quality team. He'll have a real purpose. um, And a real shot in the West too, to be honest. I mean, not. Not as high as a shot, but a legitimate. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in Memphis is making changes. I mean, they got rid of Dylan Brooks. They brought in Derrick Rose to help out with Ja. They brought in Marcus Smart. So I think they're going to be a little bit, I think, a little bit folk, majorly focused and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, missing Ja for the first 25 games will hurt, but I think this is a team kind of like on a more mature, mature mission as opposed to just like, hey, we're young and we're good and we're going to beat everybody like that. Those days are gone. They got to be really focused. So I think Marcus will help that. So I think he'll be fine. But I, you could just see the disappointment. Like, man, they, you know, and I didn't even know what's coming. You know, you could just tell. Like, he he was he was caught off completely off guard. Yeah. To that point, quickly, sorry, Detroit. But a lot of players have been recently quote tweeting a Woj or Shams post about their specific incident and saying, Oh, thanks for the heads up. So it seems as though that's become a trend and that's a whole other conversation in itself. But like the same way a job requires us to provide a two weeks notice, I would imagine it should be 
a common courtesy to at least pick up the phone or send an email and say, hey, your job with us is... Get a brother get a two-minute notice. Yeah, the same thing. Players should not be finding out on Twitter that they just got traded. Like, that's right. unacceptable. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. That's just, that's just where we are right now. Um, but I, I will say this about Marcus. I, I think of all the teams that he could possibly land with, this is the best one. Um, it, the, not in terms of their chances of winning a title, but in chances of him having a role that's significant, prominent, and allowing him to be authentically who Marcus Smart is. I think Marcus Smart had to really kind of reel in who he truly is about because of the Jays. I don't think Marcus was able to just kind of unleash the mar- the full Marcus Smart effect because the way this, this team was built, they were shifting away from kind of that grit and grind style that he loved to play to being more more offensive friendly and more finesse than than physical and things like that. It was a this was a this is a different kind of Celtics team than the one that he played for in those early Brad Stevens days where you know they trying to they trying to basically keep the score as low as possible and rely heavily on defense to get them over the hump. Uh, he's going to a Memphis team where he can basically reinvent himself by simply being himself. Uh, that is a franchise that understands the importance of just physicality and defensive minded leadership. I mean, Tony Allen went from being a role player in Boston to a cult figure in Memphis by simply being a gritty, grimy, defensive pain in the you-know-what. Marcus Smart is cut from the same cloth. Uh, and so that's why I think it's going to – this is a great situation for him. And I would not be surprised if we get to the to the time of the conference finals and Memphis is still standing because their best player, John Morant, is getting a 25-game break. So by the time you get to the playoffs – He's not going to have the same wear and tear physically that a lot of the top players on teams will have. And Memphis, they're going to be a grinding team, and that's just that's in Marcus Smart's wheelhouse. So he, again, I think he's going to hit the ground running. I think they're going to be better than people think, and I would not be shocked if that's a team that gets to the conference finals and potentially the NBA finals. I think they've got that type of talent already. And if you add a guy that gives you a little bit of edge, and as Gary pointed out, you bring in a guy like D. Rose who gives you that veteran high level experience you get you take out some of the immature moments that we saw from that team and you replace it with sage veterans who've been there done that that's what they're getting with marcus smart derrick rose and that's why again i think they could be one of the surprise teams to come out of the west this year all right sherrod it's time to talk about your guy o'shea since you finally you've been waiting all episode so last week the celtics uh and and O'Shea Brichette, they agreed to a two-year deal. The second year is a player option. What do you think he's bringing to the table? Because you are cheesing from ear to ear right now. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. And, and Gary knows this because him and I, we, 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 but maybe when he was in Indiana, we talked a little bit about this just randomly. O'Shea belongs in the NBA. He's an NBA player. Uh, he's had interesting journey undrafted out of Syracuse uh he's, he's born in Toronto he's part of that Cape Canadian connection him Corey Joseph there's a bunch of guys uh, you know uh, Jamal Murray's part of that 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 Canadian clique and he's six seven I think he's great what's that all right continue I think he's gonna be a good fit for the Celtics the thing about him is that this he understands that he's a role player 
he understands that you are going to have a very limited bandwidth that you can operate with. All you need to do, knock down open shots, play defense, rebound. Uh, and my thing to me, it's going to be a good deal this season if he can get you three games that he single-handedly helps you win, it's a great deal. Because he's going to play well in more than just three games, but he, there are going to be three games where Tatum's going to be like 7 for 22, Jalen's going to be like, you know, maybe 7 for 10 with seven turnovers, so that ain't really helping you. And Chris Jasperzinius, he's just going to have one of those games where he's not very good. O'Shea come in there, get you 7 for 9, get you 6, 7, 8 rebounds, you win by 3. He's going to have, I think, three or four games like that where he's just going to really help fill that, that gap that you need in terms of scoring. Uh, and the thing about him, and, and as you pointed out, Kwani, he understands that he has a player option for year two. That means you ball out year yeah. one. And if they can't afford you or they don't want to pay you what your, what your game is, is asking, then you leave. You bounce. And I'm cool with that. He has incentive to ball out like he's never balled out before. And the Celtics are getting him at a time where his numbers statistically have dropped the last three years in terms of points. But so is his minutes. Uh, did not shoot the ball particularly well this past season. Although I think part of that had to do with the fact that they added, uh, you know, some talent that I thought didn't necessarily put him in position to be most impactful. But I do think that he's a guy that should be shooting around 40, 45% from the field. And he's a low to mid 30% shooter from threes. But I, but he has shown the ability to get hot in a hurry. Uh, so I think it's a good signing. You're not spending a ton of money to bring him in. And again, you're giving him incentive to ball out this year because he's got that player option. Um, mm. It's it's a good deal. I mean, I got a whole bunch of other stats and data about him, but I'm not going to get into all that. I got a whole season worth to tell you, you got about. got a whole blog post. Go to his website. <laughs> I'm just saying, 6.1 points per game, 3.4 rebounds, shot 38% from the field last year, 31% on threes. I can tell you about his G League mm. days with the, with the Fort Wayne Ants. This I did man. my research. This okay. is my guy. This is one of my guys. Okay. And I remember his workout. He worked out for the Celtics leading up to the draft. Um, oh, wow. Okay. It's an okay workout. Nothing special. But bottom line is, I, I think this, this is a guy that can help you a little bit. Uh, but at the end of the day, and we all know this, Tatum, Brown, and now Brazilians. That's your bread and butter. Those are the guys that are going to carry you to victory. But they're going to be nice, but they're not going to be playing particularly well. That's where a guy like my man O'Shea Brissett, mm. part of that Canadian clique, come in and do some good work. Gary, I don't know if you've done as much research as Sherrod, but if you care to scrap, you know, scrap. I can even tell you about his brother. <laughs> you want to know about his family? I got family intel too. Uh, yeah, Sherrod, let's be great. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's a solid player. Um, it's to look like his minutes and numbers dropped last year in Indiana. But as Sherrod mentioned, I think they kind of remember they got brought in Eric Neesmith mm -hmm. and other guys who um, kind of soaked up those minutes. So his playing time and his role reduced and Benedict Mathurin uh, kind of was their sixth man. So I think that they got a little bit younger and he didn't really have a real def definitive role like the year before. Um, the question is, can he replace Grant? And, you know, it could be a low-budget replacement for Grant. Six, seven, 
athletic, can defend, not a great three-point shooter, as Shirai pointed out, but he had a much better three-point shooting season the year before. So to me, um, I think it's a solid quality signing. And like Sherrod mentioned, I think it was kind of a sign that they were making plans for life after Grant. Um, and we'll see how they supplement their bench. They still got some bench uh, spots to fill up. You know, now if they, you know, if they're going to bring back, we're going to bring back Cornette again, or they're going to bring back uh, Blake Griffin, or, you know, we don't know. Uh, but um, I think it's a good quality young person. He's just, he just turned 25 a couple weeks ago. So he's still, you know, young, athletic. He can give them a uh, definite lift. We'll see. And uh, as Sherrod said, with a player option, he's got something to prove. And we'll see if he uses this situation to prove it. But, you know, he still don't replace Grant. I think that's a tough loss for the Celtics. Um, and we'll see how that all works out, uh, you know, down the road. So that being said, the Summer League is moments away at this point. What do you think, if anything, the Celtics will be able to learn about, not, this is unrelated to O'Shea for the record, but like just what will they be able to learn that can help them prep for next season with the rookies at least the young the younger players because it sounds like depth is still an issue and summer league is obviously the exhibition and actually try to work out some kinks jordan walsh is interesting the the kid that they drafted in the second round um i i think he's here's the thing rookies have to understand that in order to really kind of stick with teams you've got to present something to the table that the team does not already have. Mm-hmm. And when you trade away a Marcus Smart, you trade away Grant Williams, you lose a certain amount of toughness, particularly on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, you lose your not only a good defender in Marcus, but the damn defensive player of the year, you know, just a couple of years ago. So for Jordan Walsh, if he's able to, I think, show that he has elite defensive skills, that's going to give him a chance to get on the floor as a rookie. They don't need him to be a scorer because they got plenty of guys that can do that. Hell, to me, with a guy like Jordan Walsh, the thing that if I'm the Celtics and I'm thinking about how can I utilize him, I want him to do two things at a high level in some league. I want him to defend anyone and everyone that he's matched up with at a high level, and I want him to run his ass along that baseline and be ready to catch the ball around the rim and finish. Because to me, he's one of those guys that if he's able to get easy baskets where he's just cutting to the basket and he's able to defend multiple positions at a high level, that is a guy that you put in your nine-man rotation. That's a guy that you unleash for like, like seven to ten minutes a game, hope to get a couple baskets in that time for him. Because offensively, if he's finishing around the rim, getting easy buckets at the rim, that's going to force that defense to adjust. And what tends to happen is if there's paying more attention to the guy cutting to the basket or running along that baseline, guys like Tatum get, get more cleaner shots from the perimeter. Guys like, you know, uh, Jalen Brown might have a better chance at attacking and finishing at the rim. Porzingis is going to be a problem for a lot of teams because he's a seven foot three guy who can play the catch and shoot game and he can put it a little bit on the floor and pull up. So he, Jordan Walsh, simply has to find a way to either create offense for himself easy buckets like cutting to the basket running on a baseline or just do those things to open things up for his teammates i 
again, I, he's a guy I, I'm because we don't know much about him. Like we know, you know, about young fella uh, they had in the G League, Davidson. You know, at the point oh, yeah. we saw a little bit of what he could do, but we don't know what the hell Jordan was. You know, I saw him play a couple times when he was in college, but that doesn't mean much. I mean, there's a lot of guys that come to the league, and we know this that look damn good when they're running up and down in the SEC and the ACC. But you put them against like Minnesota, mm-hmm. you put them against teams in the league, and obviously they're like garbage, or they don't look very good. Uh, and there's some guys that come immediately to mind. James Young, love him, oh, love him, absolutely love you some James Young. He was not ready. He was not able to play at this level, at a level we thought he could. Where is he now? Uh, is he like in overseas? I was trying to be funny. But is he in China? I don't think he's in China. Uh, I don't think he's in China. But he's but he's getting paid. He's getting paid. Oh. Last played for so, the Greek basketball league. Yeah. No, it was yeah, one of those moments where you pay. mentioned a name and I was just like, oh. and he should because he's a good basketball. He's just not an NBA player. Yeah. Is there a delay? What's he doing now? See that? She's doing that hood research, Gary. You see that? You see that? <laughs> but uh, no. But bottom line is, he's a guy that I think you can learn a lot about your team. And a lot about what he can do, if if much at all, through summer league. Can he help you? That's what you're looking for. Can he help you as a rookie? All right. As you both know, Damian Lillard, he's still on the market, figuring out where he's going to go. Tatum is reportedly a top recruiter. Do you think that's even possible, though? That's what the Twitter sheets are saying. But You go ahead first, Gary. Do you see that as well, a possible option? Well, I don't. I think that he is trying to get Lillard to consider Boston, but the but the question is, well, what would Portland want? The number one guy would be Jalen Brown. So does so, that mean he hates Jalen Brown? No, I just think I'm he's sorry. trying to get. I think I think the Celtics start trouble. Exactly. <laughs> Joking. This is all jokes for for legal reasons. This is a joke. I think that I think the Celtics look like inquired about. Damian Lillard because they were like maybe it will take something other than Jalen Brown maybe Malcolm and Grant now that's out but in in draft picks or whatever so it all would depend on what Portland's looking to get back um, and what they're going to do in terms of like are they going to hook Dame, Dame Lillard up send him to Miami but they don't want Tyler Hero right they don't want an expensive guy who gets hurt a lot and can't defend. So they're going to have to bring a third team into it. It's going to get be complicated. It's going to be a long, probably a long time before this is all settled, considering that Portland's got no rush to make a deal. They're not going to make a bad deal. Would they send them to a legitimate contender, though? In, in, you know, I think they fighting. would. I think they. Yeah. I think that's all they pro- probably owe him okay. is going to a team that can contend. Other than like, but Miami doesn't have enough assets. And Miami's like, we're not going to trade out a Bido. Well. There's a starter. There's there's a stop right there. Like it's a non-starter. Like what do you? You're not gonna. You got to give something up. I would be like, you gonna give us out a bio? Nope. Okay. Well, no deal. Find a third team. Find find somebody else we can bring in. Remember, they just paid Jeremy Grant 160 million over five years, which probably is top one. Did he go to again? Oh Christ. one of the worst contracts. Admin, please boot him from this. Yes, yeah, one of the worst contracts, or I mean, one of the worst signings of the all season because I don't think he's a thirty-two million dollar a year player. I thought he's maybe a twenty million dollar a year player. 
Um, maybe they were trying to get Dame encouraged and excited and like, oh, you brought my guy. Okay, that's cool. But to me, um, they got. I don't know if Jason's like, yeah, Trey Jalen. I want. I want Dame. I mean, I don't think. I don't think Jason's that ruthless. I think Jason just wants everybody to think about Boston. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jason's again. Yeah, I don't think he's got that LeBron GM thing in him where it's like he'll trade his best friend if it helps him win two more games. Like, I don't think Jason's that ruthless. I think Jason is just trying to get a chip. And hey, if they'll take other guys besides, you know, Jalen, let's do it. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think, I think now that this Grant stuff is over with, I think the Celtics would be best suited to just sign Jalen, get that out the way and keep it moving. Like sign him, have some good publicity as we head to Vegas for summer league. And um, where there's some, you know, not coming off y'all lost Marcus and Grant, they need to do something to motivate, get the fans going and make sure Jalen is happy and get that contract negotiated and done in the next couple of days. You cued me yeah. up because I'm curious, is it a red flag that we haven't heard? And this is kind of contradictory to our conversation about when players get traded and find out on Twitter, but are there maybe some behind doors conversations that are happening or I, cause I just recently saw a report that there hasn't necessarily been any talks just yet. So I'm, I'm curious if this is a bad thing that we don't know what's going on with Jalen's contract. Well, I do think that they I don't are, think it's a bad thing. No, I don't think it's uh, bad. Because I mean, you kind of know what the parameters are right now. You know that what you can pay him up to, that's what he wants. So there's not a whole lot to talk about. I think for the Celtics, the main reason why you haven't done it yet is because you want to keep a certain amount of flexibility. Because the minute you sign that deal with him, you can't trade him for a year. So you have some flexibility as long as that deal is not done uh, to do some things, if you so desire. So I think at this point, though, to Gary's point, you want to have something that fans actually want to see come to pass that looks positive for them going forward. Uh, and to me, that's, that's the only thing that they could really do that I think would make fans like, yes, here we go. Let's go. We got our crew. Let's get that chip. I don't think there's anything else they can do that would make people excited about this team other than just doing what makes the most sense, which is bringing back your 26-year-old All-NBA wing. Yep. I mean, I think that the Celtics have to just figure out quickly what they want to do. And I and I, I read and I saw, like, they saved – if they had given Grant the same contract as Dallas did, it would have been another $40 million in tax. So, okay, they say some real tax money, and we all know that they signed a ten, they got they got a 10th grader in the deal. 2028, well, what, what year is a 20? If you, if you get out of one and done in 28, so you graduate high school in 27. So, yeah, you're 10th grade, right? If you get out of high school in 27? You got, you got a high school in 10th grade? Your freshman. High school you went to. No, no, I'm talking about See, like so that, the, Cal, that California education system. Something else. No, the kid's, the, kid's four, the kid's fourteen. He born in two thousand nine. He graduated high school in twenty twenty seven. 
Uh, and one and done. So that's, yep. So he, exactly, he's 14 years old. So oh, you're saying he's in 10th grade now? Yeah, 10th grade now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. Stuff has got, got a 14 year old, 15 year old in deal. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, so, you know, to me, they've got to I said, make some stuff happen. And um, they got to supplement this roster. The market is starting to dry up. You know, the free agents, Patrick Beverly's trying to start, you know, some of the lower guys are starting to get deals or whatever and accept less money. So let's see what happens over this weekend. I think it'll be a very important weekend for the Celtics. A lot of moves to be made. I love that. Well, that's all I got. Y'all have anything else you'd like to vent about before we wrap up this week's episode? I'm just glad that the Celtics are adding to their roster guys like O'Shea Brissett. That's all. That's all I got. Good player. I yield my time. <laughs> Gary? Um, yeah, it's going to be tough to see Grant and Marcus go. That's all. It's Grant, I, I thought they would figure out a way to bring him back. Maybe he'd accept the qualifying offer, but the four-year $53 million in Dallas had always been kind of a team that uh, had interest. In, in, um, but there was a report from Mark Stein that they were going to sign or try to get Matisse Thibel but now they still have their mid-level also to offer because they got rid of Bullock in the deal. So it was a sign and trade instead of a offer sheet. So that's that enabled the fact that they gave up Reggie Bullock enabled them to get Grant. And now they can still sign uh, Matisse Thibel to their, their offer sheet who plays in Portland now. So, you know, I mean, one man's tr- trash, another man's Trevor treasure. Dallas obviously values Grant. Hopefully he'll get a good opportunity there. Good atmosphere. Mark Cuban treats his players right now. It's always chaotic down there with Luca and Kyrie, but we'll see what Dallas does. Kyrie I think they, just extended, so he's staying there as well. Yeah, I think they had a real good. I think they had a real good off season, and um, we'll see how it goes for Grant. But good luck to Grant. I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy he got his bag, and I'm sad to see him go. Thank you for your time here, Grant and Marcus. I think that's a wrap on this week's episode of the A-List Podcast. Ray Shrod Blakely and Gary Washburn. I'm Kwani Lunas. As I said last week, we'll be back here next week because there's going to be something to talk about. So stick with us. You know what it will be.